right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. All right, we're back, we're back, we're back. Episode three, four in the house. Yay, yay, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, do we want to start with the good news before we get into the numbers? You know, a couple shout outs. Shout out to Nick Diaz making his return. <laughs> Looked good till he didn't. Listen, man, you know what they say start out with love before you get to the hate. And then, and then, I mean, gotta show love to Najee Harris. Always, always, and forever. Uh, set the uh, franchise record for most receptions by a running back in a single game in the history of the Steelers franchise, which, as we know, they've never had any good running backs or anything like that. So, I mean, you can argue that they're bottom five ever when it comes to running backs. I can't name a single one. I don't I believe even Parker think ever, might be their greatest. I don't even think they ever actually had running backs. Maybe they just had like fullbacks who split out. You, you know, it's actually funny because I, I this is my favorite Willie Parker fact just because he pops in mind. Did you know that Bill Cower went after he got to the NFL? They had to teach him how to breathe. I didn't every, know that, every time he held the held the ball, yeah. he would just hold his breath, which yeah, was really ironic because Jerome Bettis and I think Willie Parker too both were asthmatic. Jerome but, is definitely asthmatic. I'm not sure about Willie. I think Willie just didn't breathe when he had the ball, which is a, I think he probably maybe, gave, he probably which, gave himself as someone asthma. with asthma, and you may yeah. disagree. That might be a worse thing to do. Listen, as a person with asthma, Willie was breaking off seventy yard runs. That's a long matter. way to run with your mouth held shut. If you are running without breathing, you're trying to die. Yeah, <laughs> there's a certain element to that, but it, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of nonsense. But I guess I feel like it might have been an anxiety thing. Where, like, he thought if he breathed, he's going to fumble or something. Maybe. it had Someone had to have been, like, put it into him at a young age. Like, if you do anything other than focus on carrying the football, you're going to fumble. Like, you're, I think you're right. It has to be that. We, we saw Remember the Titans. Hold on to that ball! <laughs> it's like Friday Night Lights, taping taping the lamp and the ball. Or, no, taping the ball. Uh, to his Chad arm. Billingsley, yeah. See, I, I um, like the I like the I like the remember the Titans approach. Hold on to that ball, Petey. Because like you just get ridiculed endlessly when you don't, and then they make you turn into a cornerback. <laughs> well, I mean, we, we know they had Ryan Gosling out there who is an absolute liability, as we know. So listen, man, you know how it goes, man. Only people who can't have a Canadian cornerback. That's a fact. So the only people we respect there was Jason Seahorn, I believe. Everything else was subjective. I mean, like, he's on the offense. one. The ball, the ball as a cornerback, like a D back. Oh, yeah. Like Jason Seahorn, and then, yeah. <laughs> All right. So speaking of running backs, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll let you go first. Is that where you're taking it with the thirty-four? Or you're going a different route. I was going running back with the with the thirty-four. Okay. Can I can I guess? Yes. How how many clarifying questions do I get? One, two. What are you going to get? Me? Three. Okay. Or you get thirty-four. No, you get three. Okay. Um, pr- did they primarily play in the Eastern time zone, like their home team? Primarily, no. Okay. Um, did they play in Chicago? Or Occasion- their, occasionally. Their, <laughs> occasionally. From time to time. Oh, when when, time when the time. Bears were on the schedule. Yeah, you know, from time to time, <laughs> they might have made it to the Midwest. All right. So we're going with sweetness? No. No? Mm-mm. 
Okay, because I was thinking him, D'Angelo Williams, or the 34 running backs. I, I wanted to go with sweetness. Oh, Ricky? No, you know, that's my boy, though. But if I would have go for Ricky, I would have um, I would have I would have said something. I would have did, did a little bit different. I would have might went with his Phillies number, you know, just to remind people of, of the dual sport athletes, which is my 34, Bo Jackson. Mm. See, I See? always think of him as a 16. Yeah, yeah, 34, Bo Jackson. Like, I wanted to give it to Sweetness, but I've been double dipping for weeks now. So, shout out to Sweetness, RIP to Sweetness, arguably the greatest running back of all time. But I'm going to go for Bo Knows, you know, our Alabama connection, how much we always we, – we reference War Bo Dan. Jackson. War, damn, Eagle. We, we reference Bo Jackson in regular conversation, even when we're not on this podcast. And I firmly believe that Bo Jackson is the ty- – he's the last Paul Bunyan. He's the last version him and of Jim Paul Bunyan. Him and who? Jim Tomey. No, but like Jim Tomey looks like Paul Bunyan. <laughs> I mean, like the the legends of okay. like. Yeah, of like I, that, that was the other thing. I also choose to believe every single one of those. What do you mean choose? There's a choice. Yes, you're correct. I accept <laughs> the truth. <laughs> Silly, you lost your head there, Ivan. <laughs> Silly guy over here. I choose. accept the truth. Yeah, you accept the truth for what it is, sir. Some people have faith. Some people have facts, and we got both. God damn it. Um, and Bo Jackson, like. All you need to know about Bo is that you don't know nothing about Bo, but Bo knows everything, including getting injured in a way that only impacts racing horses. So shout out to Bo Jackson. The thoroughbred. Thoroughbred literally has never that, looked that, away. By the way, that should have been – if the fact that his name wasn't Bo, mm-hmm. the thoroughbred would have been an all-time nickname. Oh, that would have been an amazing nickname. But I also think that they kind of robbed Bo Jackson of even calling him that because back then everybody had multiple nicknames. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there was very few star athletes who had one nickname. Imagine if he would just like, nah, call me Vincent. Mm. I feel like if he... Jackson. I feel like if he went for Vincent... (laughs) That I've never thought about. I was about to say that. If he went for Vincent, (laughs) nobody else could be Vincent. You know what I mean? Everybody else got a different name. Like, he is Vincent. And if you think about it, like... The the, the Chargers wide receiver would have been Vinny Jackson. Is that the end? Switch it up. Is him and Dion the end of dual professional sports athletes that we can see? Um, Tim Tebow, very clearly. Tim Tebow wasn't a dual professional dual athlete. Dual superstar. <laughs> so you're talking at a superstar level? No, primarily. I mean he never played. Tim Tebow never played any professional on the same level. Like he didn't no, play in the double. Yeah, that minors. was minors. Um, it. it Certainly possible, but I I also think it's less and, about and the Bo and athletes. Dion played it at the same time too, so we yeah. gotta also count that. Not yeah. like oh for sure, that's yeah, true, that's true, that's true, yeah, because yeah. like the closest thing to that that we've had is like when Russell Wilson goes to spring training for like a week. Could who do you think that could doesn't do count? It? Who do you think could who could? Do it? Um, and is assuming and is they're, they're, like if they're past their prime, can I rewind? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. So LeBron, who, who do you think could have done it? LeBron, LeBron. could have done it. What sports? Football. You think he could have played football and basketball? Yeah. The times are tough, which is which is fair. Um, so do you do you think that he would have cap, played? Cap could have. So hold on, let's rewind. So when you say LeBron, for me, I would say if the sport they played at different times of the year. That's what maybe, that's what that's what was just registering with me. The schedules yeah. only line up, so it that's really has so to be baseball crazy. or something else. It has to be baseball. It could be soccer. It could be baseball. It could be professional, uh, like MMA. You could do, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot but, more okay. sports now. Here, than here's one, been. Colin Kaepernick. Tell me more. He was a baseball. He player. was drafted as a pitcher. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's the first thing I'm thinking of is who is 
playing who kept, like proved that they could play multiple sports and then mm-hmm. kind of has it line up. But like I remember he threw out a first pitch and he was still coming in at like 90. Mm. And that was, you know, without much warm up I'd imagine. Mm-hmm. Um I think there's probably from an athleticism standpoint had they played their entire life doing it there's a lot of basketball players that could have played soccer. I think there's a lot of, um, I mean, we've seen it where a lot like, of. I think John player, Wall, if he had committed his life to soccer, would be an unbelievable player. You like, know that's, who? Ooh, you I can't got teach one. that speed. I got one for you. Mm-hmm. And he don't even have to change anything about him because he's like the perfect soccer Giannis. size. No. Isaiah Steve Thomas. Nash. Isaiah Thomas oh. would have been a great soccer player and a basketball player. Like five, he eight, five, been nine. He would have been wide. He would have been like the same size as Messi, but like maybe 30 pounds heavier with all muscle. He'd be like, built like N'Golo Kante. He would have been built like Hulk. Like Hulk, the Brazilian uh, soccer yep. player. Like it's, it's wild. Wait, did like, you see his whole thing? Yeah, I saw that. We'll talk about it. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> do you do you, do you you consider mixed martial arts two different sports when you go like you're boxing and then you are in the cage of UFC or like that? Type no, of I, I, I think it's its own entity that you're now in a realm that combines everything. Okay, so it's all mixed martial arts. So, like, if you go... because yeah, I think you're competing cage. in a totally different sport where, like, yeah. You, you, well, I don't know if Floyd's a great example, but, like, a boxer, like, Floyd mm-hmm. wouldn't have not been able to step in there with Khabib at the same weight class and no. competed. And but if versa. Khabib went to fight yeah. Floyd... So you don't consider what Connor did playing two different sports? No, I would consider two different sports. Okay, so that, that that does count. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. I'm saying okay. I do think that because if Connor was allowed to kick Floyd's legs, so like that's Connor something that he's it. never experienced in his sport. So Connor's the last one to do it at a high level, where he was a boxer and he was a professional MMA fighter. I guess, yeah, no, it's a, it's an interesting argument to look at it because there also so, there are similarities and similar skill mm-hmm. sets. Where it's like when we're talking about Dion. Mm-hmm. I mean, the running part is <laughs> like the the intangibles of like goals and how you're timing it. Like mm-hmm. everything's very different. So I don't know. But I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think like who else has been drafted in multiple sports or like Ricky Williams like Jameis. drafted. Jameis. Ricky. Yeah, Jameis was there. Ricky Jameis Williams was a got great relief pitcher at a good, good school for yeah, baseball. Florida State. And, and like Ricky was a first baseman for the Phillies. Um, in minor leagues, he got drafted. Um, who else got drafted? Brian Scalabrini, I'm sure, could have played another sport just because it sees him. He I feel like Brian Scalabrini would be the first person to play an NBA game in the morning and then cornhole at night on ESPN. So he'd be on ESPN twice. Yeah, in that one counts. Day. Like, he, he also strikes me as the type of guy that would do what Will Ferrell did and just play for nine teams during spring training or 10. Mm. I feel like Serena Williams could have played softball, mm. like, as a hitter. Just there's certain knocking because you power, think about it, yeah. The tennis swing, the base, yeah. the bat swing. I think she could have fucked some shit. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not even talking about bat swing. I'm I'm thinking pitching. Ooh, ooh. But I take so much control though, and that's something that takes so long to build up. I, I think she'd figure it out. <laughs> that's fucked up. Uh, I was trying. That's to not honest. a disrespect. Uh, that's a respect thing to her. That was a disrespect to the whole sport of softball. That's no, what that was not because Jenny Finch was pumping it past Albert Pujols in his prime. Yes, I'm just saying. And... I think it, I guess again, it's the how much time are we rewinding to now? Serena's 12 years old and gets to play mm-hmm. youth softball, and it's like this is my my other life's <laughs> purpose. 
Because, I mean, yes, then I think she could be dominant because her power is just so overmatched for mm-hmm. everyone else. I think Brittany Griner can beat some chicks up in, in MMA. Probably too. I don't know what weight class. Not only that weight class. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look up how how much she weighs because she's kind of thin. She just is really tall. Yeah, but Yao Ming was really thin, and he was really no. Really Yao tall. Ming was not thin. Yao Ming yeah, actually, was he was wide. Yeah. yeah, he was but, thick. But okay, taco. <laughs> but he worked. But you know what it is? He he looked natural at that size. I think that's why we thought he was like thin because yeah. he looked like he okay. how he should. Taco. Yeah, he's he's thin. He's thin as but hell. He's two seventy. I don't know how I feel about that because I'm all I'm like two ten, so I feel like I should be weighing a lot less than him. Let me see. Brittany Griner is two oh five. She could fight John Jones. No comment. We're gonna get to that too. Um, <laughs> it's a dangerous way to segue. Also, good news. We're, we're gonna switch back to the good news. Shout out to Mark Hoppus, cancer free, the legend. Really? Yep. Yeah. That just broke kind of right now. So shout out to Mark. It, like it just just broke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. dope, man. So, um, speaking of accepting the truth, like with Bo Jackson, mm-hmm. perfect segue to one of my two thirty fours. Yep, had to be. Both both the man who gave the nickname and the man who donned the nickname both wore thirty four actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll give a little love to the great Shaq Fu, but. I have to go with, and this is really all about his punditry and skills as a, an analyst of the game more than anything he did in his playing career. Uh, shout out to Paul Pierce. The truth, truth, truth. I know you can't be objective about Paul Pierce, but I'm actually no. a question that you, I want you to be objective or try to be. Yes, it is one of the most impressive rookie seasons of all time. Cool. So, Paul Pierce. Does he make the Boston Celtics all-time starting five? No. Well, are, are, is it position locked? Is your starting five, my man? No. He'd make mine. He, he'd play the two. He'll play the two? At 6'8", six, 6'7"? Six, a little, oh, little my, my, my three is going to be 6'9", so. <laughs> wonder who that could be. Okay, so yeah. so you think that he, if his position locked, because he played power forward, too, for a little bit, like when, like when they would do like a little bit of shift against the Lakers and stuff, like wherever – yeah. People follow Kobe around and stuff like that. So do you I think, I think you that, could get away with playing him two through four, depending on who you're coming up against? Who would be the person that would be your sixth man on that team? On your team? Like well, who's the person who I, I guess I need in? to lay out the five first. Mm-hmm. Um I'm going Rondo. Ooh, Rondo over all of those great point guards. Well, he can had? dribble with the left hand. Maybe DJ's. Dennis, a, Dennis, a, yeah, Dennis could dribble with both hands. But I, I'm, I'm going Rondo. That, man. But, but Rondo's a hard pick, too, because when everyone hated him his rookie year because he mm-hmm. couldn't shoot and we drafted him in the first round, I was like, I don't know. I'd never watched him in college. I was like, there's something about this guy. He's going to be all right. So it's still Rondo over two years of Isaiah Thomas? Oh, do I get Celtics mm-hmm. Isaiah Thomas? Yeah, he was, he was on the Celtics. See? Okay, so it's be- it's best first. It's it's that best first great thing, because Rondo has the greatness of mm-hmm. act more accolades, championship. Mm-hmm. Peak for peak, Isaiah Thomas' peak. peak is way better than Rondo's. Peak. Yeah, peak for peak, I'm going it. It Paul. No, but here's the thing. I'm, I'm building <laughs> five. No, I'm going back. I'm going back to Rondo. I'm building the five. I got too many dudes I want shooting the ball. IT has to be ball. He might be my sixth man, though. 
Okay. But I'm going Rondo, Paul, Larry, Russ. Wait, wait, wait. Rondo, Paul, Larry, Russ. Okay. But but th- those two through four might be interchangeable based on matchup. I'm listening. I can hear. I'm like, huh? Okay. This is, a, this is interesting. I'm surprised you did that. But okay. I'll, I'm surprised you put Russ there and not a certain person. Maybe, maybe I put him at the three. Just put him. He'd be my Tavo Cephalosha. And I was going to say put like, him on he, whoever your best scorer is. He should just stay at the center because there's an obvious four that can go one through five guarding. Oh, him. yeah. That's a good call. I'll, I'll take <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah okay so the three through five is going to just play in rotation based on so are y'all need. playing 94 94 feet press except Larry. i feel like you have to i feel like you have new, to. the new box and one the new Larry's box and the one. one just back at our free throw line and then when isaiah comes in he's at the free throw line too. <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, it's the exact opposite of every box and one ever where you just have the one roamer mm-hmm. now we have the one stationary and the other four are locking up yep yeah, I think I tee off the bench. I tee off the bench. Yeah. It's powerful five, man. It should be. <laughs> and you know what's crazy about that five? If you're going like peak, peak players, you can argue that Ain't on no that five, that. huh? Oh, go ahead. So you can argue on that five. Paul Pierce has the same amount of holes as Rondo. Paul Pierce is better, but you can argue that Paul Pierce has the same amount of holes as well because those would be the two players you look at and be like, y'all going to halt probably, I mean, definitely Paul Pierce is already there. Rondo has a great chance of making it, in my opinion, eventually, not like first volley, but like they each have like there are certain things that you know they're not going to be great at, but they're going to be good enough when it counts because Rondo's going to make a shot when he needs to. He's just not going to make a lot of them. Paul Pierce isn't necessarily he's, the he's best one. for the rest of that team. Yeah, he's not like, like you, Paul you Pierce. Get him and Russ out in transition. Yep. KG. Yup. Like Paul and Larry can just take their time, kind of mm-hmm. jogging up the court. Yeah. Or Paul, just, just Paul, all the motion that you can run with that team. Yeah. Because Paul is everyone can hit from mid range. Yeah. Paul isn't the Russ. best one on one defender at all, but on a team setting, he's he's good at it. So it's like one of those things. You put where KG like, there though, and you're immediately helping out. I mean, you also got Russell. So yeah. But I'm just saying, like we've seen what KG being in a lineup can do for Paul Pierce. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. And Rondo. And, and uh, I see off the bench. That's your sixth man. Peak for peak, yeah, I think it's got to be. I mean, there's a lot of greats. I mean, I, I, you got Hondo, you got Ray Allen, you got Twan Eddie House, you got <laughs> Eddie House. I got Ray for Austin. If you got Eddie House. Um, <laughs> Brian Scalabrini. You got the red. Which I, I, I was reminded of his greatest quote when talking about people who trash talk his ability, like the local YMCA people that trash talk his ability. Mm-hmm. And he just said, I am way closer to LeBron than you are to me. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't want to take up too much time because I do have to throw love to another 34. Hit me. Um, I mean, probably one of the most important people in my life in terms of bringing me sports happiness. Uh, the one David Arias, aka David Ortiz. Mm. Apparently, I learned this pulling up some of his stats. Uh, the suspect for his shooting a couple years ago was just shot the other day. Fatally. Yeah, I don't know. 
Hmm. Dominican's a wild place. Hmm. I'm not saying anything. Hmm. So we move so, uh, on. David Ortiz, or? 10-time All-Star, home run derby champ, uh, three-time World Series, World Series MVP, ALCS MVP in the greatest ALCS comeback of all time. Um, and his World Series MVP, I think he hit 700 or 688. Uh, so something light. Seven-time Silver Slugger, the greatest designated hitter to ever grace this planet. Yeah. No end. Yeah. Are you saying? Are you saying the amount of a bat that he took and got all of those stats? Are you talking about if I had to pick one player who was a designated hitter for one plate appearance, or are you saying something different? Because those are those to me. It's, it's a lot of people who played DH for a good. I'm saying if I want one DH in my all-time lineup, it's David Ortiz. So are you saying DH because he can't do anything else? That's what I'm asking. Like, is he a career? He was actually career a career better DH? first baseman, I think, than people think he was. He just never had to play there. No, we had, like, I'm, I'm asking you, what are you saying about the DH? Are you saying yeah, like somebody who, who, who you don't there. want as an everyday player, you want him as a DH? If I want someone who was a predominant designated hitter in their career, it's Dave Ortiz. Hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I'll probably give you that one. But if we talk about players who were DHs at points in their career – I mean, there's a lot of those great players who cool. even even when they were cool. older still hitting cool. dingers, as some may cool. say. Because you know Barry Bonds played DH from time to time. Sure didn't. Played DH from time to time. Yeah, that and that National League career, they're full of those. <laughs> you played yeah. DH in the All-Star games. No, he didn't. He was out in the field once. I remember a play once. Yeah, because he picked up Tory Hunter. No, that's a lie. That's a no. He he picked up Tory Hunter as he was rounding second, uh, first after Tory Hunter robbed his home run. So he's I'm saying, as he was going out to the field, I don't think he'd even gotten that far. I think he just hadn't, he may have DH in that game, (laughs) but it was in no, it was in San Francisco, I think. That one Uh, was it, uh, it was somewhere. I forget, but I digress. Um, well, we can probably see how many games Barry Bonds played at DH, which I'm sure this won't factor in. Uh, let's see here. Oh, six games is a DH. What he hit? What he hit? One thousand. I'm trying to compile all the years. He didn't play DH. It would appear until '99, then 2000. When he got into a second. Well, these, these are the just single games. So this is like his defensive stats, I think. But I'm just trying to figure out games. All right. Six, five, seven, 11, 18, 24, 29, 35, 30, 39 career games is a DH. Boom. Seven seasons. I don't know that it gives hitting stats in those games. Haters. Well, we know it's auto, it's an automatic walk at minimum. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah, that dude got intentionally walked with the bases loaded. Yo, how is it that he got intentionally walked more than almost anybody, probably more than anybody in baseball history, and they just now putting in, hey, you only got the once outside for it to be a walk. Like, we had to watch four pitches for his entire fucking career. I, I think that took 
I think that ruined part of the game because you lose those rare moments like Miguel Cabrera hitting an RBI single. Yeah. Or like uh, Vladimir Guerrero taking a cut and be like, what are you doing? I'm like, don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Or you throw a ball away. Yeah, or you fuck up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I've seen that. a picture of Balk before doing an intentional walk. I'm like, how you fuck this up, dog? You ever see the intentional Balk uh, yeah. from Kenley Jansen a couple years ago? That was dope. Yeah. I like how you pretended, um, like, oh, yeah. No, no. He <laughs> said, I'm going to Balk. Like, you can no, I know, but he lips. was just like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's crazy. Did I balk? He just, he, right, he no just stomped his foot on the mound and, mm-hmm. and like, point. He was telling the runner, like, go to I third. I think he dropped the ball. <laughs> he, yeah, like, no, he did everything. And he was waving the runner to go. He was like, yeah, no, I'm balking. Go ahead. Um, but, yeah, David Ortiz, one of the pillars of uh, my sports lifetime as a Boston sports fan. I'd argue the most important person in the history of the Red Sox organization. Person? That's not true. Person? Like person. Uh, player. Most important okay. player. Come on, man. Come on. I feel like even though, he wasn't there, even though he wasn't there as long, you got to give some to your no, GM. Not to your GM, to Theo, who helped you, who helped you get to those shit. And I will say, get... you got to give some love to Pedro because if not, that was for him Epstein, running wasn't it? Poppy, huh? wasn't that Epstein? Your GM? Uh, actually, no, it was Tom? Dan Duquette. Dan Duquette. Dan Duquette. Yeah, it was right before Theo. But no, that was all-time great story of Pedro running into Poppy in the Dominican at like some bar or restaurant or something, probably a bar, um, and. At the year before, Ortiz had taken Pedro deep in the prime of his career. And he was like, when are the Twins going to start playing you every day? And Poppy was like, uh, yeah, actually, they just let me go. Actually, no, it was Theo. Because then Pedro was like, all right, I got to make a phone call. And he said he called Theo and it's like, you have to sign this guy right now. <laughs> and the rest is history, as they say. Or, so where do you want to start now that you've given some love to, to Big Poppy and the truth? Also... Top ten sports nicknames possibly in our lifetime. Um. Ooh. I, I don't know that I can give it to the truth. It's a great nickname, but I so think fun. you need more greatness for that. Or do you not? Because your nickname is so great. Like at the end of the day, when you think when we think of like, and, and we and we also have to we also have to acknowledge that's not the full nickname. What's the full nickname? The motherfucking truth. The motherfucking truth. Yeah. So I'm not saying that it is top 10, but it could be top 10. Both of those together could be top 10. It definitely makes Boston a top. It definitely makes Boston a top three nicknamed sports city professional wise based off just off those two nicknames. Does it fall off when one of the listed nicknames for Tom Brady was the Pharaoh, which he's never been called literally not even once? Nah, nah, because Shaq gave himself so many nicknames in LA that it, that it kind of was like, oh, okay, we, we still doing this. So, I feel like, okay. I mean, the goat works too. So, I mean, that's also not really a nickname, but yeah, cool. That's like saying I'm the Hall of Famer, huh? I, just, I mean, okay, it'd be pretty dope to do that if you were a rookie. But I'm the Hall of Famer. That's like Jazz Chisholm, uh, who plays for the Marlins. He's like, I'm gonna be a Hall of Famer, and he's been in the league for like four months. And he's balling, but I respect that. I feel like um, you can't say that stuff in baseball. Do we, do we want to talk fighting first? Let's talk fighting first. Let's do it. Uh, was that the fight of the year? Main event? I mean, if you look at T-City's face, he probably hopes so. Like, he, and he still almost is, won. His face is, I don't think he almost won. His face was broken. Volk said he almost won. That, that third round was nuts. I don't care what Volk said. Volk also thinks he beat 
blessed Matt. twice. Yeah, so, no, yeah, I'm just saying. Fair point. Like, I, I think that I shouldn't do that to T City. Yes, he almost won in theory because of how well he fought in those two um, submission attempts. But realistically speaking, when you look at both people, I don't think he almost won. That's, that's like in the heat of the moment, it probably felt like it. But when you take a step back after the fight, you're like, yeah, no, this was Volkanovski's fight. Yeah, no, Volk was definitely better, but it was just mm-hmm. the danger of TCA. I mean, it's what we said. You know, he's great, but is he the new T- cowboy? T City, T City, no. where it comes. No, but uh, hear me out though. I don't the think. Made. He, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I don't mean like skill. I mean like the consummate. Like you got to the front door, you earned your spot here, but you're not going to overtake great fighters. Like you're going to be very good for a very long time. But you're just not gonna unless you like just kind of luck into somebody who he feels is more like the Chael than the Cowboy. No, because he fights better than Chael when the pressure's on. Chael fought his worst fights when he was in uh, championship. Well, Chael dominated yes. Anderson Silva and then forgot how the how MMA scoring worked. But. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong about that. That's the only one though. That's the only one I can say he That's actually fair. fought well in as a champion fought, championship but, but fight. But when has Brian Ortega fought well in the biggest fights? He just fought. He just fought well. Fights. <clears throat> he yeah, just no, fought he well, did. I think. But I'm saying that that was his Anderson Silva. He but had even, it. even against Bless, that was a different kind of Bless. Like, he came to fight, but that's a different kind of person. That was like, dog. Because he had to get was, saved was, from himself. He had to get saved from himself. Just like that was one, Chael like, fighting John Jones. That was Chael fighting John Jones. You know, like, that. that's just, like just one of those. You were never going to touch him. You were not going to. It was going to be real bad for you that day. Yeah. And also, I think T-City is also um, – I think T-City gets people in trouble more than Chell ever did. Like, Chell was – I think Chell was a good fighter, a great wrestler. wrestler. He wasn't going yeah. sub- to submit you. Yeah, he wasn't going to submit – he wasn't going to knock you out. That's he was going to – I, I, he, He's not active enough, though, for me to give him the love that we would give Cowboy. Who, T-City? Yeah. Not not enough. Not enough. But, but I, I have to push back on that, too, because the first two rounds of every Cowboy fight, you know he's not going to do much. So you're just like factoring out forty percent of his fights just off the off the. <laughs> <laughs> you come in like, are right, we gonna be down o two? It's like same. What what did you get done in the last month? I was like, well, eight for eight hours a day, I was sleeping. So, yeah, like it's it's one of those weird ones. So I think he might just be the consummate prize me. I think you know what it is. He might end up getting a championship like late in his career. Like um, who's the guy from uh at welterweight? Oliveira. No, no, no I was gonna say at welterweight. It was like an older UFC. It was an older UFC fighter, like oh. not like current generation. Like I'm gonna say Bisping, like Bisping. Yeah, yeah. So like I think he's gonna end up like I think that if he if this T City can I don't think his body's gonna hold up because when he gets beat he gets mutilated. But like if his body can hold up long enough, I think that he can win a championship later on in his career if he runs into the right opponent. But I don't think that he is the the type of fighter that you can look. I don't think he's on the A list. I think, no, he's yeah, and I, think I think he's yeah, that, that's a good way of putting it. He might even be a minus. He but, might even be a minus, yeah. But, but it's a different a level. Difference in A to A minus. Yeah, a really big level. And I and I root for the dude. Like I want him to, to yeah, boss. No, I, I got that, no issues with him. Yeah, he seems like a cool guy. I love that he takes care of his sons. I love that like he drives low riders. I love that he always stays with a fine woman. So I'm always championing that kind of activity, you know. Um, but I I do think who that, do you think he should fight next? I think he should probably. Cater? I think he should fight Nick or Nate. He should go up. I, I mean, he's going to have to go up. I mean, they could also, they could cut if they wanted to. 
that's a major last phrase there. <laughs> if they want to. <laughs> yeah. And, and the reason Nick I said say that, he could get down to 155 and he just fought at 185. Yeah. Because, like, the week of the fight, he was like, nah, to. I'm not feeling 170. <laughs> because, like, if you, if you think about it, right? Brian Ortega is going to be on. He's not going to get another title shot for a while because he doesn't really move the needle. With, uh, I think that the way that the UFC looks for it and the way he wants to fight is slugging or trying to choke you out. That's Diaz's all day. I don't think that um, T-City is a super athlete. So I think that Diaz has to fight people who aren't super athletes because they're just not that type of mutant. Um, and I think that at the end of the day, T-City should be both of them. But we've seen both of them come out of nowhere and be like, oh, you beat him? Okay. I don't know how you did that. I don't know how you beat Pettis, but cool, Nate, Nathan. We're going to yeah. keep this thing kind of moving. How so do you I feel about, that, uh, just because before I forget, you know, talking about Nick and Nate, I like this idea from DC, you know, Nick versus Cowboy. How you feel? I think if we're going to take that route, I think that the UFC deserve. I think the UFC owes Diego Sanchez that last fight. Now that he's no longer with Fabian, I think that that should be Nick. Mm. I think that that could be dope because he deserves that last big payout. Um, Connor tried to give it to him. So what, what? What's the next big payout? That's not a championship outside of Connor. It's one of the Diaz's. See, because I think what they should do for that fight, or and it should be ten rounds, or Nick versus Cowboy, <laughs> either one is whoever wins gets inducted in the Hall of Fame in the Octagon. Hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting All those people are, are, are Hall of Famers, in my eyes. In terms of legacy to the UFC, like Diego might be the one that would be left out. Nick and Cowboy are in. You know what's funny? I think, I think Diego's kind of got to be. I in. think... I think Diego actually is above Cowboy because of the tough know. stuff, because of the tough stuff, because of like how he pushed the sport. Like I think Cowboy deserves the I don't I think they're all Hall of Famers. But yeah. I think that if we were ranking them, I think it has to go Nick because the UFC Make owns the right. Robin. Round Nick, Robin Nick, three owns, rounds against all because Nick each owns all the because UFC owns the right to all of Nick's best fights with WEC and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he's gonna get in so solely off that. Even if he never fought in the UFC, he would get in off that just alone. And the other two guys aren't really champions, so then you okay, start so looking at. Okay, so let, let's let's make a, a dream card, and I think I think you call this the Hall of Fame card. You do it International Fight Week, but as like a Friday night fight night, so it's not the pay per view. I mean, you, you they'd sell it as pay per view, but it wouldn't be the main pay per view. Whatever's going on, but you run it the Friday night. You do Nick versus Diego. And you run back however many years since the first one, Nathan and Cowboy. I like that. Winners like are that. inducted on the spot. And I you like do that. it in Stockton. I like that. That still is one of the biggest robberies in the history of the UFC, that UFC 209 was not in Stockton. I don't even know if Stockton has auditoriums that big. Doesn't matter. Stockton. Figure it out. So let's get real about it. Why did Nick look like that in that fight? I don't know. It was weird. Because, like, so at certain points, I was like, it doesn't look awful. No, like rewind. Let's, let's rewind. Let's just rewind. Why did Nick look like he was in the worst condition he's ever been in in his entire life? Yeah, I don't think he felt 
I don't, I don't know what it was. I like, just didn't feel motivated at some point. Like, because he looked decent when he weighed in because he was drained. But, like, the photo shoot looked bad. He looked fat. Yeah. I've never seen a Diaz look Well, he's never fat. Well, you know, he did fight 185, and he looked fine. And we saw him three weeks ago shredded city because he cut weight. Or, like, a month ago, he didn't cut weight. So, like, yeah, he looked bad, bad. Like, he it looked like weird. a guy who... It was he something like only a Diaz would end up having happen to them. But, yeah, it was really hard to make he, sense of it. When I saw his body, I was like, because he tried to go into Octagon with his shirt on. That's how you know you have some body issues. you like, look, let me just roll around this shirt real quick. <laughs> when even Nick Diaz is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, to me, it almost felt like he was trying to show the audience how disconnected he was from this fight by literally gaining weight like i don't I, I don't think that i don't think he rehydrated and looked fat i think he literally gained weight on purpose like not good weight no because especially you, because you when you watch we'll see him motivated again for a fight when you watch the vlog i said it's like when you watch the vlog series like when they talk about all of the stuff the way in which he eats the way, like they were talking about the entire time and his team was like yeah he only does this then he shows up something looking, didn't add up it shit don't look right, man. So I, do I think he'll be motivated? Sadly enough, man, when I was watching, because I watched all of the um, documentary stuff on YouTube before the fight and all of that. And then when I watched like parts of the fight and things like that, it was just like, it's sad. And I hope I'm wrong. So I'm going to start right there. This is looking like BJ Penn 2.0. Oh, where, 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 where he needs the money. That's the only reason he's fighting. Um, he. How can he need the money? That's what I was hoping, but then when they were showing like his home and stuff, and where and like, and I don't I, even see, I didn't watch to, any of it. See, I watched it and I was like, "This is where Nick Diaz lives, huh? This is interesting." Like, it was like one of these things where like, and we, I'm we not need to send brother Sean out and help him out. Yeah, I'm not shitting on his residence at all, but I would I'd assume that Nick Diaz had like the bag back because of just his the way people fuck with him. So I, I in my mind, I was like, "Oh, he." Hopefully he made, but then I thought about, I really thought about this morning when I was brushing my teeth. I was like, I hope I'm wrong about this, but it feels like Nathan is probably four or five times richer than Nick is. And I get it because Nate has been fighting over the last five years where most of the real money has come in, but it feels like a large, he fought. I mean, and it feels like a large disparity. You know, I would, I never thought it was going to be a large disparity the way it felt and looked. And I feel like Nate is fighting, not Nate, Nick is fighting for a paycheck because he needs the money, not because he wants to fight. Because even when he was getting Nathan like, waiting for the right check. Yeah, yeah. Like even when Which he got is weird because like, like this is gonna sound mean. Nick sounds smarter. Like when he speaks, he seems better, more articulate. You know all that. And but He's, did you watch? But and he came from where you fought because you fight. Yeah. Did you watch his ESPN interview before the uh, fight? I caught bits and pieces. I didn't see the whole He thing. sounded like a broken, scared man. And that that, that messed me up. I was like, fuck, this is yeah. not what I want to hear. And Nathan needs to get in his ear. But it's hard to get into your hero's ear. That's your hero. Yeah. It is. I thought He's it was never interesting. Gonna see anything wrong. I thought it was interesting that, that Nathan didn't walk out with him. Yeah, that was weird to me. I was like, why are you in a That was really surprising. Yeah. I even, you know what's crazy? I even felt worse, worse um, after the fight 
when you realized that GSP came to see you because he hoped that you was going to be something and you realized this is what this the effort you put up. And and he didn't fight bad. It's just that he looked like he was out of shape. He looked like he partied too hard over his last five years. He looked like as the fight was going, and it was, it was the way the fight ended too. Yeah, it's just, so just not him. And it's like you said, he just felt it was like his coming to realization that he wasn't the least bit mentally connected or in this fight at all. Yeah, it's really hard it, to see. And realistically speaking. I don't think he was hurt. No, I think, like, I think he just didn't want to be there. I think he didn't want to be there, and he quit. Actually, no, I'm taking that back, taking that back, taking it back. Everybody said he quit. I don't know if he quit. I don't know if he quit. I got to rewatch that. I think that he's finally – I think he was like, I'm not here, and mm-hmm. I am conscious enough to know continuing is not a good idea. Yeah, he was trying to look for a way out. Yep. That, that, that's, it hurts. It hurts. Because, I mean, that's like, you know, obviously Nate was going to feel it out of national. You know, that's one of our fighting heroes. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I, I don't think that's too far to nah. speak for you in that regard. No, nah, it, it, I, and, and the, the thing that I have, the, the issue, one of the issues that I have is that. Not a single you, slap. <laughs> you know, the UFC, they do things to fuck people over all the time just to like show that they got the bigger dick. That's what they do. Like when a, when a fighter comes into UFC who's hot shit in a different promotion, they give him a fucking ball saw. I'm like, good luck with that. Um, just to prove that the UFC is more mighty. You give Nick Diaz, ruthless Robbie Lawler, who, I mean, he hasn't been on a winning streak at all, but he's looked damn good enough to win in all of his fights in recent memory. You know he's in tremendous shape. You know he wants to get that L back. <clears throat> and I'm not saying give Nick a cupcake, but you could at least give him somebody where he can like start to find his groove again. You can't find your groove against ruthless Robbie Lawler. He's coming at you 100 miles an hour from start to finish. This is what's going to happen right now. Yeah, like I don't even know. I, you might be right. Diego might be the way you do it. Or you know, I think another name DC throughout because DC threw out a couple names of like you know putting in Nick Diaz in that caliber at that weight class of on the 170 185 or like. I'm tuning in to watch that. So that's why Cowboy comes up. He said Nico Price. I don't want that matchup. Fuck no. Not right now. But Mike Perry. I can see Mike Perry. But I, Mike I Perry. Get down with that. But you know what's funny about that? Mike Perry, from what I know, and I'm not on social media anymore, he got his shit together. So he's back to being like what we thought Mike Perry was going to be when he first came into the UFC. Yeah, but is his shit together going to look like Nick Diaz having gotten his shit together and growing up? But the thing is, we don't know if Nick Diaz is going to have his shit together. And I think that that's where it gets like, I, is Nick Diaz, and I thought about this and I waited to actually on the podcast. Did Nick Diaz lose this fight the same way Connor lost the, the, the rematch against the Diamond, where he refused to be that braggadocious, that guy who's going to pump himself up, that almost, he almost Oh, needs, the first rematch. Yeah, the first rematch. So he I was going to say, no, needs, I'm not going to nah, compare it to the last one. Nah, but, he, but he almost needs to be egotistical in a kind of way in order for his aura to be there. And when Connor didn't have it, everybody was like, this yeah, is... Well, yeah, well, no, I, I think but. to a degree, yeah, because, I mean, we talked about it last week that as soon as he comes in there and he's like, I'm going to pay him his respect, I got no bad blood, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. that's not my Nick Diaz. Mm-hmm. 
I need you slapping Stockton. Maybe maybe he missed Joe Rogan, you know, his boy. So I, I don't know. It just but yeah, you're right. It, from the moment you said that, I was like, eh, I don't really I'm not feeling it anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I, it lost some of that feel as soon as I realized that he wasn't going to come in there and beat Nick Diaz of 2005. Is this the first time we've seen a Nick Diaz fight where he didn't walk for it? I don't remember ever seeing Nick Diaz be on his back foot this much, laying up against a cage. Like, he was I, – I don't – maybe this is something he used to do in the past and I just got to go back and rewatch, but I don't remember this type of Nick Diaz. Like, I don't remember uh, – it doesn't even feel like he fought the way he fights. It doesn't come up. I mean, the only time I think of him going – back up against the cage was in against Anderson, but that was under well, different yeah. circumstances. Well, you know. <laughs> but he was being Nick Diaz and talking shit by doing that. And technically he was like, you're not doing anything. So I guess I'm just going to take a nap on the cage. Mm-hmm. That's and technically he won. And technically he won if we ran honest about the situation. He won the so, punk. He won the he punk. Won the fight. Fight. <laughs> yeah. He won the fight. He was Anderson on steroids and he got suspended for weed. He won. Like if we well, go I mean it. I was going to say even beyond that, Stockton rules, he won that fight. Yeah, he, st- he left outstanding. He was fine. <laughs> yeah, he left outstanding. He's laying down on the mat, leaning up against the cage. It it, it was tough to see. It was, that, was a, that was a rough go, man. Do you want to briefly recap uh, your boxing? My bo- my boxing. Well, I mean, I, I'm speaking to you as the <laughs> boxing expert here. I do love a good, a good scrap, but before we do that, we're, we're assholes. We are. This, why this time? This why? Oh, Valentina is too good. Yeah. <laughs> last week when we talked about this, we was like, oh yeah, and then we literally just skipped. We literally went, <laughs> went uh, headline Nick Diaz. You want to talk about boxing? Like that's fucked up. Two yo. plus two is still four. That's what we know. We we knew. To, I I give you a few. By the way, you know, here, here's one thing I will say because I, I wanted to say this and I, I forgot just in the talking about Nick a little more, but. You talking about how the UFC is known to be assholes to people and take advantage of them. This is why I've like it's a small step and a small statement that that I have on this front. Um, I'm never buying merch from like the UFC. I just want to go direct to the fighter. Mm-hmm. It was like when this, I was like, I gotta get something to support Nick. Mm-hmm. And I went to nickdiazarmy.com or whatever his website is. And I was like, this is where I'm buying a T-shirt. I'm mm-hmm. not buying it from the UFC store because I know that that's not going to help Nick. Mm-mm. And that's why I feel like if I'm going to get some Bless merch or mm-hmm. shout out to Rob Font uh, and the New England cartel, uh, mm-hmm. he's fighting Jose Aldo, which will be a, a fun scrap uh, there at Bantamweight. But um, I, I'm just like, I don't know. I think I'm going to try and carry it over to like every – Every field. Okay. So like, uh, I just rewind. would rather buy directly. Rewind, rewind. You're a bigger asshole. We just tried to talk about Valentina. You just was like, yeah, so about merch. <laughs> if she I sold her own merch, I'd be more. I thought you were about to say something so thought provoking oh. and so kind about the. Oh, so about this merch thing, right? Um, I was like, we didn't uh, even. I buy, buy her merch it. from her rather than the UFC. I was about to say, you didn't even say you were buying her merch. You didn't say you I don't know if she sells any. I mean, she probably just sells stuff with a bullet on it, which I feel like can. Uh, You're not in Texas anymore. You could do it. Rock up. No, that no. If I could get away with it more if I was still in Texas. Oh, probably right. Or they probably wouldn't even give you any credit. Like, okay, that's cute. Yeah, but they they wouldn't notice. So it'd be cool. So boxing, we got a massive fight this weekend. 
Mm-hmm. And last week in Joshua, listen, man. I, I, okay, I'm biased. I'm biased. I'm going to go on record. Everybody should know that by now. I'm biased to certain things. Excuse me. When it comes to fighting, fighting, no matter what kind of fighting it is, I'm biased towards Mexicans, I'm biased towards Blacks, <laughs> and I'm biased towards Americans as well, as a whole. Just as a whole. So when you're a Black person not from America, I'm looking at you like, hmm, I'm pulling for you, but do you have that American Black um, experience to be hungry and willing no. to die in there for that? You know what I'm saying? Like, is that what it is? Or are you just like, and, and I don't ever, except for Idris, except for Idris, any Black man with the British accent who's uh, fighting, I always look at you a little bit. Idris has got a professional fight and you won, by the way. I know, I know, I know, um, I know, I'm well aware. Yeah, so I always look at him a little bit like, huh, okay, it's too it's too delicate of an accent for me to believe you, even though I know that great fighters have come from England. But and you know what's Britain funny is United with Kingdom. him specifically, it's also one of those like, he's like in too good of shape. Where I was like, you are you trying to be like the pretty boy here? Oh, always the best boxers of all time. Their bodies all look very similar. Their sleek muscle and then their shoulders kind of come out like like forward because that's how you're supposed to throw punches it's fluid when you're sitting up like a klitschko and it's just like oh look how big i can get and look how beautiful i look you, you the best mike tyson was the one who didn't have abs when he got out of jail and he was like yoked out of his mind still was knocking motherfuckers out still one of my favorite fighters of all time but kid dynamite in the 80s who won the championship belt at 20 years old no abs it's a thing like boxers, real great boxers know they, they work their muscles for performance, not necessarily just for looks. And that's just kind of what it is. Like, it just, that's like one of those things. <laughs> it reminds like, me of listening to uh, Jerry Ferrara, who played mm-hmm. Turtle in Entourage. He mm-hmm. talked about filming the Entourage movie with Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. And she had that mindset of like, he said he was doing like peck flies with like a big oak doors. Mm-hmm. And he was like, look what I'm doing. She's like, why? why like what's that gonna help you do yeah <laughs> so like I, it was, he was like he was talking about how like you know especially for you're in hollywood like that's so different from what you're like yeah oh, the, you know because he so, had lost all that weight from when he was first in yep. the show and everything and she was like well, why would you do that like what is what yeah the like what's the point of that so shout out to uzik for winning and beating mm-hmm. joshua um, unanimous decision, if I'm not mistaken. I don't even think one judge gave it to Joshua. And then this weekend, I, and I thought it was dope as well. What uh, Usyk said, I think today or maybe yesterday, when someone was like, "Why didn't you? Why didn't you knock him out?" And he's like, "You don't have to knock someone out. Like he's got a family, he's got a life. Like yeah. why is why do you got to have the other guy suffer?" I'm like, yeah, so, so, so we'll see what happens. Uh, this, yeah, I know. What's your Some prediction for next weekend? Did you want to get into it now or talk about next? So weekend? Fury Wilder, yeah. Isn't that this weekend or is it next weekend? I thought it was next. I feel like it's this weekend because they pumping a lot of promo. I've seen a lot of promo this week, so maybe it I is next. But... There's been a lot during Champions League games. I've seen yeah. um, Saturday, October 9th. So, yeah, next weekend. Next weekend. I, I mean, I got to go Fury until Wilder shows me something different. But I had I did watch ESPN is now doing like their their version of all access. And I'm like, okay, everybody's doing a shout out to Floyd Mayweather for creating it. Um, and Wilder, Wilder's body looks so much better. Than it ever did. Like he looks like he's taking this form look better. He's actually throwing combinations. That's the first. So I I did like like hearing, and I'm sure there's an old clip. I caught it on social media somewhere. Uh, Fury talking about the first time he fought him was like, "Yeah, I didn't really respect the power." And he said he 
Wilder went to throw a jab. He he put his guard up. Fury did. He said he felt the jab go th- like through his arm and into his face. And he's like, all I thought was, well, if that's the left, I cannot get hit by the right. Dog, <laughs> uh, it's but you know what's crazy? I think Tyson Fury is going to win. Um, I want to hear your prediction in a second. But I think it actually is better for boxing if Tyson Fury wins and Joshua Wilder actually fight. Like, mm. I think that's actually better for boxing than if Joshua would have won and Fury would have won and it would just been a big England showdown for the belts. I think it's better for boxing if Wilder finally faces Joshua with nothing on the line so nobody can try to um, be the pretty boy in the room. Nobody can say, like, I'm the number one. champ. It's just, yeah. it's just really for bragging right at that point. Did, but do you think? I, I guess before I before I think about what I think will happen, which I mean, I don't think it's really a spoiler. I think Fury's gonna. I think he's just better. Um, like kind of in line with you. Until I see that Wilder mm-hmm. can box, because I I don't think. I mean, or if I mean, obviously he has one hit or quitter power. Oh my gosh! Probably the greatest ever. Yeah, but Fury's felt it once mm-hmm. and. I mean, you'd know better than I. I don't know that I've ever seen a better defensive heavyweight. A be- yeah, heavyweight. In in terms of movement, you know, footwork, mm-hmm. like I've never seen anything like that. There's there's some great defensive heavyweights, but the thing about them, they were never as big as he is. So maybe right. like when you, when you combine the height, the size, the weight, you're probably right. But the, and and Do the thing, know- I want to give it back to you, right? Like for you for you can continue. But I think the thing about the Fury Wilder thing is I don't know if Wilder needs to be a great boxer to beat Fury. I just think he can't be a bad boxer and beat Fury. Like, I think that he has to be able to set his shots up. I think he needs to know how to faint. I think he, like, it doesn't have to be some, like, he needs to make Fury think long enough so that he can hit him with something that matters. Yeah. He does. He doesn't have to come in here with the skill of Eric Morales, but he has to come in here with like, he can't look like an amateur who learned how to box six years ago. He has to at least move like a pro know how to throw the jab, know how to faint, keep combinations going and know how to keep your hands up at all times. I think that that, that right there would make Fury want to knock him out, which means Fury's going to come towards you, which allows you to now connect with that powerful hook. Uh, and then so the the because I yeah I mean you got me thinking now so yeah I think I think Fury wins and I'd love to see Wilder Joshua mm-hmm. there's no way Eddie Hearn lets that happen without an immediate rematch with Usyk though if the paycheck's big enough I can see it happening because because Wilder was supposed to sit this out so that Joshua and Fury could fight I think they off, allegedly they offered like ten million dollars and he was like no nah, I'm good who Wilder. Mm-hmm. They were gonna pay so him. What deep. I remember, what I remember, and obviously boxing is very political, and yeah, who knows what actually happens. But the way I remembered it was, Fury and Joshua were like, "Let's run it," and Wilder was like, "No, you still owe me a fight." No, that's why they were gonna pay him to set aside. They were going oh, to they were gonna, oh, the, it was the 10 mil to sit aside. I got you. To I sit aside. They gave him a 10 to come back in. Oh, no, 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 no. To sit aside because he had an immediate um, yeah, yeah, rematch yeah. clause, too. And yeah. they were going to pay him allegedly $10 million to sit to the side so that they could fight. And then he was going to get the winner of that fight. And he was like, okay. nah, which means he's probably going to make a lot more than $10 million, allegedly. But that's, the, that's what they were trying to do. And that's why they okay. already. That makes uh, more sense. 
and that's why they already announced the fight. They had the venue picked up, all that kind of stuff, because they thought Wilder was going to just take the money and just chill for a second, and then he'll fight whoever wins. And he was like, nah, I want to run that fade back. Like, I want my L back. So, Which I respect. I don't know if I respect more than $10 million, but look how long it took. I guess it'll depend when this one comes out. Look how long it took Robbie Lawler to get his L back. (laughs) But he he got it, though. For Jake Paul to not do that first. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, so you got got Fury. T-Wood got that tattoo, too. No comment. You got Fury, right? Yeah. Okay. Tommy's brother. Do you think that he goes the whole fight, or do you think he knocks him out again? I think another. I think a TKO. Ooh, later, okay. later than later than the last. When was the last one? What round? I think it was like oh, nine oh. or something. Was it okay? So I could see it sometime around there. I think volume. He can just put Wilder in a spot he doesn't want to be in. Mm. You know, better check the gloves or whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I just think he's better than the big Dosser. Yeah. Yeah. I can dig that. But where does that rank in sports nicknames, by the way? It's not ranked. It's NR. It's not ranked. Gypsy King? No, it's not ranked. And fighting nicknames. How about that? Because we've talked notoriously about how bad fighting nicknames are. <laughs> so are we including MMA and boxing? Yes. Because there's some great MMA nicknames. There's been some better ones lately. The Assassin Baby. Mm-hmm. I mean, Notorious is right there. Like, Notorious bless. is good. Like it's a the lot of express, yeah. The last style bender, like like there's some dope ass. <laughs> Except he's corny, so I'm 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 starting yeah, to get tired corny. of the last. Yeah, style he is bender. corny. Yeah, he is corny. So like you can ruin your nickname by being corny, by the way, people. Just because you got a yeah. fire nickname, you don't even got to be great to have a fire nickname. But if you corny with it, your nickname Man. is suffering. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was no, notorious has lost some of its flavor. I don't know because he's still being notorious. Like he's literally being known <laughs> for being bad. <laughs> I was gonna say, but as, a, as a fighter, as, as a person, you're right. It might still be there, but the fighter, Connor, is slowly be turning. The, di- the diamond is is strong because the, the story fits. But like, I don't know if you realize this, but Connor McGregor, and this might sound racial because he's Irish and the green thing. It's okay, you're Irish. We get it. He's slowly becoming the Joker. Like the yeah. suits, the shit he says, the chaos just for chaos' sake. Like, he, by the way, I think that's another good nickname. And I hate Colby Covington, but Chaos is a good one for him. Chaos is a great one. Chaos is a great one. Even like also, I, I, the Golden I Eagle. Alliteration. Alliteration. The, the Golden Eagle. Like, come on. That's like, not the Golden Eagle. That's it? Marquette. It's just the Eagle. No, I thought it was the go- I thought he was the Golden Eagle. Is it just the Eagle? Yeah. I think it's okay, just the then Eagle. the Eagle. Shout out to America. Even though he's not Bullet. American. Bullet scares me. Bullet is dope. Cyborg? Like. Mighty <laughs> Mouse. Mighty Mouse is dope. The Black um, Beast. The, the Lioness, dope. The Black Beast might have it, though. The Black Beast is amazing. Um, Bones is, is okay. For a guy who fights and your nickname is Bones, that's scary, dog. Yo, you're going up against Bones today in this, in this winner take all. Does rhyming work, though? It depends. On, I mean, I don't like Rowdy Ronda Rousey. Like, that's corny to me. Yeah, some alliteration the, works, some doesn't. Like, but that's the time where they took Chaos a pro wrestling. Covington works. Yeah, that works. Like they took a pro wrestling name like Diamond Dust, like Dustin Diamond Page, and they put it to Diamond the Dust. Oh well, yeah, Diamond well, Dustin Page. Well, that's why Ronda like got that permission from Roddy Piper. Well, that's when she went to the WWE. She was always Rowdy. No, no, she got that before she used it in MMA. Oh, she did. Yeah, I, mean, I thought she yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, I heard her talk about it once. She was like, "Yeah, no, I, I wanted the nickname or 
someone had said it to her and, and she was like, I need to get approval. Cause she had been like a big wrestling fan or whatever before, mm. which I did think mm. was dope. The Nigerian Anderson. nightmare, the spider. Mm. They got some names, yo. Like we just threw out what? Thug Nasty. Some names. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even um, cowboy works. Cowboy works. What was uh Ben Ashburn's name? He has some funny ones. Uh, funky. Yeah, funky. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing better than a fighter nickname where it's like, yep, there's not a better word. There's not yeah. a better word to describe that person. Is Chels just undefeated? <laughs> no, the American gangster. I know, but like, are we just going to like, you know how we have multiple nicknames? No, Sugar Show, I think, is undefeated. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Sugar Sean. So, yeah, I, we just named almost 30 names right there, and we didn't even mention the I Gypsy still think King. Gypsy King beats most of those. Most of those? I don't mm-hmm. know about most. But I'm I'm very partial to Tyson to the Gypsy King. I don't know. But you're, I really but you're, like are you that. talking about current day fighters or all time? Because you do all time Gypsy yeah, King. Yeah, current, you know? current, current. Oh, so, yeah, because Gypsy King is it's a dope name for fighting. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know. It's top 30. Like, like we're, but what other? I mean, I don't know. You you know way more boxing nicknames. Like, I can't think of that many boxing nicknames that I put up there. Bronx Pretty Bombers, Floyd, good. Money Mayweather. Pretty Boy, yep. Money Mayweather is dope. Um, Arturo Thunder Gotti. Like, <laughs> when they call you Thunder, it's like, all right, man, we know it's coming into the ring right now. Um, I, the I, Filipino, I the Filipino Flash too. is a dope one. Like the was Filipino. That, was that Nanny? No, 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 no. That was um, it was a uh, it was uh, a bantamweight by the name of um. I like Tank. Tank John. Yep, Tank. Tank is a dope one again. Um. I was like, what was Mickey Ward's nickname? Like, yep, Irish. Irish. <laughs> Irish. <laughs> Irish Zab, Conor McGregor. <laughs> Zab Super Judah. Zab Super Judah. Like, that's a. That's I, I do pop. feel like it, Sugar's got to be like the most played out at this point, right? Yeah, I would say so. I would say so. Or The Warrior or some dumb shit like that. I was like, oh, you're a warrior. Great movie, that's cute. Great oh, movie. The Executioner, Bernard Hopkins. Like, yeah, that's problem. Golden Boy is a great nickname, even though he's a trash person. Golden Boy for De La Hoya is dope. Like, even we call Canelo Canelo because it's not even his name. His name is Saul. Yeah, Alvarez. Saul. Yeah, Saul Alvarez. Alvarez. Like, no, yeah, you say right. Alvarez. Alvarez. <laughs> like, you gotta, you know, your nickname is great when we stop calling you by your actual name. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, or, or it's just like it's never your last name. That's how you know. Which and, and like that was like when you was like oh Khabib's different mm-hmm. where it was like because when he fought Connor I remember being like it's crazy that it wasn't just Khabib versus Connor because mm-hmm. you say Connor in the realm of MMA people know who you're talking about mm-hmm. but I was like it was Khabib versus McGregor McGregor yep uh, I think uh, Evander the real deal Holyfield real deal Holyfield strong very strong Iron very strong. Iron Mike Tyson Iron the great want to fight Iron. <laughs> I mean, the greatest to call greatest, yourself yeah. that wall fighting. I'm the greatest. What's up? What's cracking? Like, Cinderella man. Cinderella man is a strong, strong, strong one. Um, boxing has some shit in it, man. They used to be so creative. They had so many dope names. I, I and I, and I think I will say MMA is getting better about this. I I need more like comic book references and and like all that stuff. I feel like it plays because, like, it's weird because all, like, obviously, they're so incredibly dangerous human beings, mm-hmm. but they're also nerdy and corny at the same time. So <laughs> that's that's something that I want to examine. I think that that's – so I thought about this over the weekend, and I'm not trying to fight anybody ever in my life again. 
But I thought about this over the weekend. I think we give mixed people who train in mixed martial arts way more credit than we should because I think that and this is a hot hot take. 99.5.5 so I give you 0. 0.5. 99.5% of them are the equivalent to people who play summer league basketball compared to the NBA. Which means you can probably beat them if you do the same exact thing because neither one of you going to the league. So I think that we give them way too much credit, I think. And this is just a hot take alert because if, I mean, yeah, they can kill, anybody can kill you. Anybody can kill you. It is, is what it is. And I know they would be like, well, manning as man, make it fair. It's not fair. If you're a trained fighter, right? So think about this, right? So if one of us was going against a trained fighter and it was like, you got to go against that person, man, it has to be fair, right? They say it has to be fair. That means we probably get a weapon. If we're going to be fair about it, like if we're just being fair, my hands versus your hands ain't fair. So if you give me a lead pipe, a baseball bat, something like that, I like my chances against most people who train MMA. Because I can still fight, not on your level, but now I have an equalizer like you have equalizers. What are we doing right here? And I think about it like that where, you know, if somebody's playing Michael Jordan one-on-one, it should probably be five against one against Jordan if you're playing regular people. Because at some point, it's just not It's not going to be fair. I know you're saying it's one-on-one, but it's really one-on-God. Like, <laughs> what are we doing here? He couldn't even beat one the Celtics. One-on Jesus. One-on Jesus. He couldn't even yeah. beat the Celtics. So, you know, what are we doing here? Still one of my all-time favorites. Oh, it's amazing. When you when you texted me that, Randy, was like, isn't it crazy that he still didn't think Jesus could beat the Celtics? I was like, oh, my God. I never thought of it like that. <laughs> that wasn't Michael Jordan. That was Jesus dressed in a Chicago Bulls number 23 jersey, which means he didn't think that a holy deity – could beat the 1986 Celtics. <laughs> the most holy deity by some people's account. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I don't disagree. That's insane to say. That's some wild shit. That's the gangster. Larry Bird, top five trash talker in NBA history. Easy. Easy. Does NBA have the best trash talkers, you think? Sport wise? Uh, apart from maybe fighters. So I think basketball like they have to promote. Player, I think basketball players are the best trash talkers. I think the NBA, when you talk about professional ranks, I think that the best trash talkers are professional fighters. But it's because, a promotion thing. Because it's a promotional thing. Plus, and, and it's f- and the money's on them to make themselves. Exactly. And they have the potential to flatline you. Most motherfuckers in the NBA ain't going to fight, even if they're talking shit. If Ron talks, we listen. Oh, for factuals. You saw how Carmelo Jermaine was O'Neal talks, we listen. If the Pacers talk, we listen. <laughs> if the Pacers are like really any iteration of the Pistons talk yeah yeah oh seven and before i'll even go 2010 they still have some scrappers on 2010 squad and up they weren't if good Tayshon, if Tayshon ever spoke i'd be scared i feel like you got to be wary of the quiet ones that's why you gotta be worried that's what i'm saying so transitioning from that right the nba season is upon us training camps have commenced how are those Celtics gonna look I don't really want to talk know. about Ben Simmons. And do you think that it outside of the Celtics, who are you rooting for if the Celtics can't win it? Because that's how I'm looking at this NBA season. I'm always with the Sixers. Not the Lakers. By the way, um, someone tweeted this out. The Lakers have to have, like, their their whole rotation have to have the lowest uh, total jersey number sum. If you go down their roster. Yeah, because LeBron's six now. Anthony the Davis second is highest three. number is Anthony Davis. And the highest number is Dwight Howard. The rest of them are like all single digit. 
Well, Anthony Davis is is single too. He's oh, right. He is now. Yeah. Yeah, he's three. So it might just be like all single digits, like a twelve, and then Dwight Howard. Uh, yeah, because because Melo's coming off the bench, and I think he's wearing double zero again. Right, here it is. Here it is. Uh, zero Westbrook, one Ariza, two Ellington, three AD, four Rondo, five THT, six LeBron, seven Melo, okay, nine Basemore, uh, ten for DeAndre, eleven for Malik Monk, twelve Kendrick Nunn, Dwight Howard at thirty nine. They're probably mad as shit about how it's 39. They're probably mad as shit about that. How does he just not buy number 12? But you know what's funny about that, though? But you know what's funny about that? Let none wear double zero, give Dwight 12. And no, then no, 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 no. Zero not through that. 12, missing eight. No, not that. But it's crazy because the Lakers have a shit ton of numbers retired, just like the Celtics that, that's do. That's what I said. That's what so I was like. So the fact all of those good numbers are still those... available. Yeah, all of those are still there. How? Th- that was my first thought. I was like, all those numbers should be retired. At some I don't point, know by they, who. I don't know by who, but those have to all be retired. Yeah, those are some good ass. There's there's some good numbers in there. The only number not retired is or that is retired zero through twelve is Kobe at eight. That's it. Which when you think about, it, they like a lot of the Lakers rates were weird numbers. Gail Goodrich were forty. But you gotta also think they kind of cheated with that one because they retired twenty four and eight. So in theory, eight could not be retired too. If they if gun to head, which one do you think they retire? Twenty four. I think so too. So I think yeah. eight was better though. I actually think eight was better, but I think eight was better. But they would have retired twenty. They would have retired twenty four because he did it without Shaq. I I think people. It's also you know PR. Mm, I don't think. I mean, he won an Oscar and they still brought it up. I don't think it matters when it comes to that like that franchise. Like if he if if he played for the Nuggets, maybe, but. You know, be an issue. Um, Speaking of something like that, R. Kelly was found guilty. Yep, sure was. He doesn't get sentenced until next year, like February or something. Who's who's worse? Who's worse? Him or the people that were outside being like, we stand with him. We still believe in you. Because to me, that's like, who's worse, Joe Pa or Penn State fans? Well, Joe Pa didn't do anything. Okay. That's why he got in trouble because he didn't do anything. <laughs> he was just right. like, I but I'm saying the people there still like he's totally he did nothing wrong. He still didn't something wrong by not doing anything. Oh yeah, yeah, but like that's different than Sandusky. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's just true. Yeah, I think you should say Sandusky to people who stand with Penn State. Like <laughs> like that's yeah. like a, okay. There you go. Same, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go there because we What's also give. I think it's the people that stand by it. I think it's R. Kelly because the people who stand by it, I think they, I think some of them really believe he didn't do anything and they actually had nothing to do with it. So in their minds, they can be fans and be like not objective at all and be like, he would never do this. He wrote, he wrote World's Greatest. Like he they could do some shit like that where he actually had the actions. He actually did this shit. He actually set up the network. So even though he's saying he didn't do shit, obviously he did. Where we just talked about, I literally just said, I know you can't be objective about Paul Pierce, but I'm actually an objective question. And he was like, yeah, I know I can't be. So what are we talking about? People do that for R. Kelly, too, That's still true. to this day. Fall in love with the art. And, you know, you have to try and stand by the artist. But do you think that, all right, so I long believe R. Kelly was guilty. Like, long believed it. Like, I didn't need too much. I was in high school when the tape came out. Or middle school, middle school or high school. Like I was going, it was like oh three, oh four or something like that. And I was like leaving middle school, going to high school. I was already in high school. And when that tape dropped, well, when it circulated, at least in Philadelphia, 
I never watched it, but I knew what it was because my brother had it. <laughs> he was like, you can't watch that. I was like, I'm gonna look at the back though. So, <laughs> so for me, R. Kelly has always been guilty. Why do you think now people are actually showing outrage, trying to hold him accountable legally in a way in which it was never like that in the past? Do you think it's because he's no longer hot? Or do you think that there's something else that happened? Because when he was on top of the world or when he was still dropping hits after hits after, he put on a mask and called himself the Pipe Piper, which is a fictional character who plays songs to get kids out of villages. We were just like, step, step, side, side. Like, it was like, we didn't even care. Oh, it's always easy to get someone out of, off their pedestal, if that's the correct way of looking at it, when they're already kind of half off the pedestal, at least. Mm. It's easier or people want to, because I don't know if it's easier because you still got celebrity. Because like I think a little bit of both. Okay. But yeah, no, like I I don't think there was ever a point because I mean you're a few years older than I am. Like there was never a point where I knew of R. Kelly without being like, Yeah, that guy did some really messed up stuff. He also missed the biggest like ball on a T answer of all time. They asked him, did he, did he, do you do like, you like under or no? It was like, do you find minors attractive? No, he said no. They asked, him, do you like teenage girls? And he was like, how old is teenage? And he was like, oh, yeah. And he looked at him. He was like, hmm. yeah. I always heard it as, do you like minors or do you find underage girls attractive? And he was like, define underage. Just say no. <laughs> yeah. Like even if you're lying at that point, just say no. You've seen the dare lion. Just say no, doc. Just say no. Like, who cares? Why in that point? Why? I don't understand it. And I don't want to understand the mind of a pedophile and a rapist. But no. At what point is it? At what point are you like, no, man, I got to be honest here. My my honor is at, at stake. Why? One, one, one. Why are you doing interviews? Like, why do you give a fuck? Why are you doing interviews? And two, why is it that at this point you got to prove to people your points of view? Yeah, I just I don't get it. It's weird to me, man. Like, I I really don't fully understand a lot of shit that people do, especially when they do shit to literally convict themselves. Like, that's the, I think that's the part, too. Like, R. Kelly married Aaliyah when she was underage back in the mid-90s, right? He has been out here wilding ever since then. He never once was like, you know, I'm going to pack up and move to Bali. Yeah, I was born in the mid-90s. Yeah, I, like I'm, a, I'm. A, that's crazy. Like I'm gonna pack up and move to Bali or a place with no extradition like that, and just live my life out. Where for a lot of people, and I'm not saying Bali specifically. There's a lot of countries where the legal age is really young anyway. So that's what's crazy to me too. It's just like you could literally do Did this. Did this happen before I was born? Is my question. Um. Trying to figure out when the marriage was. All you gotta do is look up when AJ number the number album. It happened before that. Uh, well, I was just gonna look up when she was born because I know she was fifteen. Married ninety four to ninety five. Yep, mid nineties. So before I was born. God. Let me. I'm gonna read something to you. Right. Ten countries with the lowest age of consent. Ready? Angola, 12. Philippines, 12. Western Sahara, 13. Comoros, 13. Burkina Faso, 13. Niger, 13. South Korea, 13. Japan, 13. I'm not saying that people should do that. 
but he could have literally with his riches gone around the world and lived legally by those country standards and still did most of the shit he was still doing. And he was arrogant yeah. enough to still just be out here gallivanting around America, dropping songs, hitting that shit, doing wild, crazy shit, and then wonder why it all fell apart. It's crazy. 13, cut 12 and 13 is the age of consent. And those are some major, some of those are major countries. Yeah, South Korea and Japan surprised me. Yeah, that's wild, man. That's wild. But, like, I, so the other ones, like, because a lot of those are countries in Africa, like, how different is it, like, a country over? So, like, in Niger, it's 12 or 13, whatever you said, but, like, what's Nigeria? So, like, Niger is 13. I'm going to check. I don't know, like, I've never just never had to think of these things before. I will say I felt bad um, knowing the root of pedophile got me a question right on Jeopardy tonight. So some 18. 18. Interesting. I was like, it's just crazy. Like right next door can be like a pretty drastic difference. Mm-hmm. Like because 18 is higher than I believe most of America. even is. It is most of most of America is 16, 17, 16. Yeah. I think Mass was 16 when I was going through high school learning. Mass was 16 years ago. I know Mass was 16 years going through high school because I actually, um, we talked about this randomly in like class or something about the state's age of consent. And it could, it might actually be because of the R. Kelly trial. Like if you think about it, like it might have been like that first one. And I think that that might, because Michael Jackson was getting in trouble. R. Kelly was getting in trouble. And I think that that just was like a talking point in class or something. And then we started, people, it might have been professors or something to start talking about what is consent, the age of consent, all that kind of shit. And it's crazy that that wasn't like already part of the curriculum. It was a special, <laughs> a special bulletin. That's crazy. Yeah, because like I didn't know any. I like I never knew at time that that wasn't like here's what's right, here's what's wrong. I actually don't even know the age of consent in Pennsylvania because I've only had sex with people who are my age or older than me. Right. Sixteen. In fucking say, but Pennsylvania yeah. is a Commonwealth state and it's basically the South. So, but yeah, but the other thing is like, well, she was 15 when they got married. He was 27. Like yeah, I'm 26 now. Like that yeah. is incomprehensible of an age difference. And you know they were already having sex at that age before you right. married. You think R. Kelly's marrying somebody he's not already having sex with? No. But it's like I, I think about like the people that in my life were like my brother's five years younger than me. Mm-hmm. And like I think about you know meeting some of the people in his life, and I'm like, y'all are way too young to be around me. Yeah, it's at, yeah, I get weirded out when I'm around like young young people in general, especially like that's a generation women. difference. Yeah, like I don't, and I, you know what's funny? So somebody said this shit, and it, it blew my mind because I never thought about it like this. It was like, what the fuck do you talk about? with somebody that young if you're trying to like do stuff with them like what the fuck do you like you know how hard you actually got to work to actually try to relate to a 16 year old if you're in your 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s yeah because i'm thinking like that age difference both sides that's someone that's 15 or you know yeah i'm 26 so 12 year difference would be 14 or 38 Mm -hmm. like neither of those feel even remotely close to me that's crazy. 
Okay, so there's 31 states in America with an age of consent 16, and then if you add 31, and then if you add DC, that's 32. Where the age of consent is 16. That's, that's crazy. That's fucking crazy, man. Like, I just think about where I was mentally at 16. Like, I was learning how, how to hotwire cars. I was able to make my own decisions, I was. I was learning how to hotwire cars. I never did it, allegedly. allegedly. But I was learning yellow wire to green wire. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was out here blow. I was throwing frozen eggs through windshields on Mischief Night. Like, I was doing some, some shit that, like. By the way, Mischief Night is a big Philadelphia, Jersey oh thing. That's not, that's not a, that wasn't a thing up here. Really? Yeah, I don't think I'd never. Mischief no night. one I ever knew ever did mischief night. And Dog, one we time, were never afflicted by it. I can say one, <laughs> one time we were throwing eggs at a bus, but we will only throw them at stepped buses who were already driving, so you couldn't be like stopped. So as soon as you start going that. in the middle of the intersection, we started egging up the fucking driver's side. <laughs> and shit. So you either yeah, no, I hadn't I hadn't heard of mischief night until I got to college. Oh man, mischief night was crazy. I remember one time I'm snitching on myself allegedly. One time. That's probably a statute of limitations on whatever you did on Mischief Night. But I'm pretty sure this person will probably still be mad if they know I did it. But um, that's why I'm like, I don't care about the legal ramifications. I mean, like, just this person might hear this. I'm like, this motherfucker, I knew that was you. So we used to, like, whatever eggs we had. So if we had one dozen, two dozen, three dozen, you always froze at least half of them. Like, you just always froze half of them. Those were, like, the one-hitter quitters. Those those were the wilder hook. That was the Connor left hand. Like, we was like, yo, we get into the shit. Just a fury jab. The fury jab, you know what I'm saying? So, like, one time I had a frozen egg, right? And I threw it at a windshield at a car parked on my aunt's block. And I threw, I don't know why the fuck I did this, but I threw it at the windshield. Boom. This motherfucking egg, no. This motherfucking egg got stuck in the windshield. Like, this shit looked like it was in a movie. Like, I threw it at like break the next day and just drip into the car or something. you think I went outside the next no. day? I stayed in my aunt's house that whole I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs> I was like, I was like, yo. And I didn't know that was my homie's dad's car. Like, I, I didn't know what that car was. That's why I hit it. Because, like, if I knew who drove it, I was going to just oh, hit it with egg. Because yeah. egg yolk also takes off paint from your car. So it's a double fuck you. It's just like, oh, you egg my car. And then when you try to get it off, your paint comes off with it. It's fucked up. Don't do that shit. That's fucked up to do to people. But I threw this frozen egg. That motherfucker stuck in the windshield. And I was like, and then you saw it like cracking around it, but it never dropped in. Like it was just there. I was like, I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> so I took, I took it in, man. Took it in that night and it was, yeah, man. Mischief night was was a time. I, yeah, I wish we had more of something like that. Because hearing about it was always fun. Dude, it's, it is crazy because I think about it. I could have went to jail so much just because of Mischief Night. Like legitimately, like so much because of mischief night. Like it, it makes no sense to me how stupid we were being and the stuff that we were doing. But it was just like, oh man, you would. It was, it was a time, man. It was such a time to be alive. And and you knew, and you know what's crazy about it? Everybody knew it was mission night, including the adults. And somehow we all was outside. Like what? <laughs> this is terrible, terrible parenting. Like motherfuckers just out letting us be in like, oh, like I remember one time, I feel like my aunt tried to get me arrested. One time my aunt was like, my curfew at her house was like 10 p.m. or somewhere, 11 p.m. And she was like, you can stay out later today. And I was like, word. Like I was just like, word. And then and I'm like, it was fucking mischief night. She probably was trying to get me booked. Like, fuck this, this little dumb. Well, I, I wonder if, if her thought on that was, well, if I send him out 
or if I don't send him out, his friend might show up here to mess with me. <laughs> if I send him out, he'll be like, nah, we're not going there. You know what? That's that's some that's some fucking that's some philosophy for your ass. That's some that's that, that's good. So three D chess. You might that is three D chess. You might be right. That's the real reverse psychology. Like, yeah, you can. Stay we're always right here on this podcast here. So, oh man, like that was mischief night was mischief me, managed. It was, so it was mischief night was something critical, man. That shit was fuck. And then people used yeah, to critical. I to never did this. Apparently, I I never did this. But people used to literally roll around in groups of like five or six people and just beat the shit out of people who were walking around. There. Like it was yeah, just see, like no. See, that's North Philadelphia <laughs> mischief night. <That's> <laughs> and they would be like yelling out mischief night as they doing it, like, like it's a game. It's mischief night. Ah! That, 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 that's like the people that take. You know, like the pranksters on YouTube that take it way too far. It's just a prank, bro. Uh, no, 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 you ruined my life. <laughs> yeah, you stripped me naked in the middle of the street. Yeah. I'm gonna kill you. It's the, those Dodgers fans who beat the Giants fan to an inch of his life. It's just a prank, bro. Just a prank, bro. It's just sports, it's man. I remember we used to, um, I forgot, we used to put tax behind people's like wheels. Yep, that's like sort of the next morning, <laughs> they rolling up. All right. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would, I would, if I was an adult in any neighborhood that uh, participated in mischief night, mm-hmm. one, I probably wouldn't stay there that evening. Because <laughs> I'm smart. But what I would do is, yeah, before I get in my car the next, like I'm setting myself an hour the next mm-hmm. morning to be like, all right, I'm checking everything. <laughs> and then the second I see an egg in my windshield, Back inside, calling out. And you know what's crazy about this? Is we grew up in a hood. There wasn't like a bunch of trees that you could TP. Motherfuckers wasn't putting out jack o' lanterns in a hood. So like we had, see, I blame them because we had that normal stuff. We could have did normal kid shit like, oh, I broke your mailbox or I TP'd your tree. But we didn't have those. So we went bitch. hard. Yeah, we went hard. Then we was like, fuck it. Then we're going to break windshields. We got <laughs> like, knew how to do. They left us with no alternatives, man, unless we're not going to go off a mission tonight. And it's a Philadelphia tradition. That's true. Speaking of but, Philadelphia traditions, I'm very excited to be down in Jersey this weekend. Uh, I last few times I've been down, I have forgotten to get Wawa and not realized it until I got home, which is the worst possible thing. Um, but I'm going to set myself a phone alarm to make sure I hit it this weekend. Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do what you're going down to South Jersey for. Uh, I got a wedding this uh, this weekend. One of the Joe's kids. So, who is it? Do you want to say their name on the pod? Um, I don't think you would have known him anyway. He's a villager kid that uh, we knew, but he wasn't in like the core group of guys that I live with. But mm. he's a good friend, regardless. But yeah, no, it'll be interesting. It'll be be a fun one. Get all I got the lads one back the, together. I got one at the end of the month. So uh, starting on Friday, I'm doing a mostly sober October. Um, and I say mostly because the only time I'm not going to be drinking caffeine or or alcohol. Or any, or maybe a few other different types of activities. It's going to be for the Sean McConnell wedding um, at the end of the month. So you know, it's going to be a crazy one. And I'm also thinking about going with like it's a black tie affair, which I'm not the biggest fan of. I like to choose my own clothing as opposed to you telling me exactly how I got to dress. But I'm thinking about getting a, a, a like a suede blue blazer, black turtleneck um type of the deal maybe i might even rent some chains i might rent some chains i might go like to, what was the oh i gotta pull up this movie uh seaberg was that the movie i don't even know what that movie is so maybe uh i forget who it was but it was um 
Anthony Mackie's in it, but I'm thinking of this scene that I saw of Anthony Mackie on a plane acting with Kristen Stewart. Uh, I mean, we do look story. alike. Anthony Mackie and I do have similar uh, bone structure. It's the eyes and the forehead. So I can see why I can remind you of that. Uh, let me see if I can. But like that that exact thing is, or maybe I'm thinking of uh, also him in uh, like as, what was his character that he was Zemo when he was chilling? And they were in Madripoor. What was the, his character? The, the 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 black tiger or whatever it was. Oh yeah, it was like the black tiger or something like that. Yeah. He's like, I look like a pimp. Yeah. He said, leave, leave it leave it to Americans to say a fashion for a black man is a pimp. <laughs> Let me see if this is right. Was it crouching? No, it wasn't crouching. That's a movie. Yeah, like th- this is the this is the look you gotta come with. Right here. I've never even seen this movie. It was a biopic for who? Uh, the apparently, well, I've seen that poster before, but I'm not really a, a not Kristen, a great score. Uh, not in a late Kristen 1960s, Stewart person. French New Wave actress and breathless star Jean Seberg becomes a target of the FBI due to her support of the civil rights movement. Black Panthers, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Isn't it funny that you can make, well, it only made $675,000 at the box office and it was $8 million budget. God damn, that's a bomb. <laughs> hey, we still and love I, Anthony you know Mackie here. No, no, no. You know what, Ivan? That's racist. That's some racist shit because they're going to attach the Black Panthers to that bum-ass movie. They're going to be like, look, it bombed. It's like, no, motherfucker. Why we got to have a movie about a French white woman and the Black Panthers? Why can't we just do Judas and the Black Messiah five years ago? But I digress. We're quite right. Indeed, we are. 